0: Oh, happy Sunday. In fact, happy Sunday, bloody Sunday here on the ESPN College Football YouTube channel. I am Matt Berry. This is the Matt Berry Show. Every Sunday during college football season, we sit back, we relax. Uh, we enjoy a Bloody Mary of which today, extra spicy. I got this habanero uh, hot sauce that I used at the very end after the the pickle spear was in, the jalapeno, olive, and the pepperoni. Toothpick of love, put the, ho- the habanero sauce on top, and I actually used the damn pickle as a straw. Used it, and just stirred it all around, made it all nice and neat. So you've got this going on, the vodka's in there, as we sit here each and every Sunday. Recap, yell, scream, laugh, cry about the college football Saturday that, that was. Uh, we appreciate everyone stopping by. Uh, and look, I, I came into the Saturday, we talked about it during the week. On various platforms, whether it was here on the ESPN College Football YouTube channel, SportsCenter, Center, College Football Final, whatever the case might be. We had talked about not knowing a lot about some of these teams and and, and whether or not, you know, week one was any indication of who they were and what week two was going to give us on the calendar and on the slate of of learning a lot of things. So we learned a number of things yesterday in week two. And I want to start with a big one in Texas, Alabama, because last year, this game, you know the story, it was in Austin, it was 20-19, to 19. Quinn Ewers got hurt, uh, Bryce Young had a very fortunate play out of the end zone, Alabama was able to hang on, and you wondered this year in Tuscaloosa, if Quinn was healthy, and Alabama perhaps quarterback questions with Jalen Milroe not being familiar uh, with being a starting quarterback like Bryce Young was, and how that might affect. Alabama in this game and what I wanted to learn about Texas look Alabama Alabama's Alabama they're one of the great programs of this generation with Nick Saban but Texas under Mac Brown they were one of the dominant blue bloods in college football and they just haven't been at that point in a long time And we had said it numerous times, if not now for Sark and Texas, when. And it was an absolute perfect storm of performance for Texas on Saturday night to get that win. Because every time Alabama was able to weasel their way, just kind of find their way back into the game, Quinn Ewers' offense responds. And that's my first cheers of the morning is to Quinn Ewers who really took this offseason seriously. He lost weight. He dove into the playbook. Regrettably, he shaved the mullet. I don't know if I would have shaved that. I thought that thing was a work of art. Clean-shaven face. Really wanted to take this thing seriously. And last night was the opportunity to prove to the country. I bet that number, that rating is going to be huge. But he wanted to prove to the country that the offseason work that Texas, that everything surrounding him, he's one of the highest rated recruits in the state of Texas history, started at Ohio State, came back home to Texas. He wanted to prove all of that was going to be worth it. That hard work, that dedication, who better to do that get against than Alabama? And the way that they did it last night was absolutely incredible. The defense was unsung going into the off season, really to start this season. The offense has the stars, and they stepped up when they needed to. Conversely, with with Jalen Milrow in Alabama, he gave you he gives you spots. There wasn't really a lot of rhythm with Alabama last night. There just really wasn't. He's good at at, at when hit, when the play breaks down, and he's got to use his feet to create a big play. He can do that. He's as athletic as anyone we've ever seen. But in terms of the just the structure of the offense, sitting back there. Looking around, making a read, making a throw. It just the timing wasn't there. And so I wonder going forward what Alabama will do with Milrow at end the quarterback position. And by the way, we'll we talk about this with Feinbaum saying the Matt Barry show Sunday recap with Paul Feinbaum. But Texas now, and if you look, th- this is going to be the conversation now. Here's where we're at. What is Alabama? Do moving forward. Well, for Alabama, this was simple. You lose this game, you still have the SEC schedule in front of you. You went out, you're in the college football playoff. It's that simple. You can you can be as cliche as you want. All the goals are still in front of us. That's true for Alabama. For Texas, this is a good argument um, last night on the set. For Texas, I, Dan Mullen said on, on college football final, he thinks that the Longhorns can now afford a loss. I completely disagree with that. I don't think Texas can afford a loss because I don't think the Big 12 schedule sets up good enough for Texas to afford that. I'm going to pull this up for you. Because when you look now, I'm – Baylor's 0-2. To me, that is stunning. And so when you look at the Big 12 right now, Texas is ranked. Kansas State is ranked. Oklahoma is ranked. Where can you afford a loss? You can't the big Twelve's got three ranked teams, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas state. Now, if Oklahoma keeps winning, you might have to face them twice, regular season, big 12 championship, maybe, but I just don't know that the big 12 schedule allows Texas much leeway to get a loss in there and still make the college football playoff. But as we sit here on Sunday morning, it is a damn good feeling to have Texas back in the conversation as one of the elite. So congratulations to Sark, Quinn Ewers and the rest of that program. They handed Nick Saban his first double digit loss at home since 2003 as a head coach in college football. They did everything they needed to do. I had Texas in the playoff at the beginning of the season. And I think that they are well on their way based on that performance against Alabama. So that's one of the big ones that we learned lesson learned. Texas, legit. Lesson learned. Alabama, Milro, quarterback. They still have some work to do, but with the meat of the SEC schedule way ahead of them, Alabama by no means is out of the conversation. Lesson learned number two: Who's Miami? Who is Texas A&M? Year two, Mario Cristobal have to have that statement win in South Beach to get people believing in the process, believing in everything he's trying to build. Texas A&M, conversely, last week, did what they needed to do. They beat the hell out of an inferior opponent. Connor Wigman looked good. The Bobby Petrino, Jimbo Fisher marriage week one. Hey, four or five-star talent. Let's come together. Let's win a football game. Going to Miami. You may be in the 80s. That was probably a tough ask with the Orange Bowl and how loud it was. Hard Rock Stadium, so far away from campus. What kind of support were they going to get? You just, it, it wasn't a game that Texas a circled and said, hey, this, this is going to be a tough place to play. Well, they should have. Because now when you look at that game, what did we learn now? And, and I the fine bomb conversation with this is fascinating. Because now you've got Mario Cristobal waking up this morning, getting that statement win, beating a ranked team with a ton of talent and beating them pretty damn good. Tyler Van Dyke, five touchdown passes, career high for him. First time a Miami quarterback has passed for five touchdowns against a ranked team, I believe, since 2002. And so everything showed up for Miami yesterday, even the defense. So the questions now around Miami is, okay, how do you build on this? How do you now stack wins on top of each other to play and face some of these teams in the ACC, like Clemson, like Florida State, Those two teams appear to be among the elite in the league because NC State, they got beat down against Notre Dame. We'll get into that later. So the ACC wide open. Miami can walk right in no divisions and play for an ACC championship. But a statement win from Miami has them at the point now where you have to start believing. Cristobal had a tough year one, had to flip the roster, had to go out and recruit. This is one of those games you package up nice and tight and say, see? What we're doing works. Conversely, Jimbo Fisher, there are problems at Texas A&M. There are absolute problems with the Aggies. You cannot, under any circumstances, go on the road with more talent than the Hurricanes and get absolutely pummeled like you did. Little by little, the whispers are going to become talks the talks are going to become yells and there's going to be a five alarm fire at the Texas A&M Aggies because this stage of Jimbo's career in Texas A&M you can't do that you cannot get beat like that on the road and if you look at the SEC big picture let's think about this for a minute think about the SEC West the three best teams in the SEC West LSU out of conference beat down against Florida state Alabama at a conference loss and frankly beat up pretty good to Texas and now Texas A&M at a conference loss and a beat down to Miami. Those are the sec West, in my opinion, three best teams and they've all got losses out of conference and handled pretty well. And so with a&M and with Jimbo how do you figure this thing out now because I'm telling you year six patience was wearing thin last year maybe this year you're a sleeper maybe this year you're part of a conversation that I don't know maybe you surprise a couple people they're not surprising anybody they got worked against Miami so cheers to the Hurricanes Mario Cristobal Tyler Van Dyke we're waiting word on Cam Kitchen. That scary moment towards the end of the game. Afterwards, uh, Mario said that that, that he, he remains optimistic that everything was going to be okay. We certainly hope that's the case. That was the one downside to Miami's win yesterday: was that awful injury towards the end of the game. But big picture, if you've heard me say it once, you've heard me say it a thousand times. Programs like Florida State, Miami, Texas, Tennessee coming back. You know we want. Nebraska to come back. We'll get to them in a minute. But these programs coming back into the national spotlight is good for college football to join right now, who appears to be on top. What did we learn? Lesson learned. Cheers. Don't doubt Deion Sanders. Coach Prime in Colorado ever again. In fact, network television isn't doubting them again because college game day is headed to Colorado, Colorado State. You're wondering, well, well, that seems odd. Why didn't they go this week or why not wait a week? Well, you would think Vegas-wise that Colorado will beat their in-state rival, which they will, and then they go to Oregon. So if you're a TV executive, you want to hop on this now because they could go win at Oregon, which great, and that would be amazing. But if you want to do college game day and capture – Colorado at its fever pitch, do it now. They go to Oregon. I believe they have USC at home. So, if, if look, if they get through Oregon undefeated and then they have USC at home, I would bet college game day would make a repeat appearance. Either way, what they did against Nebraska yesterday was incredible because people thought, well, TCU fluke. Okay, well, first half, I believe it was 13 nothing at the half. Start of the third quarter, Jeff Sims, huge – Huge touchdown run to make it 13-7. So like, here we go. Colorado's in a fight. What are they going to do? All they did was credit, cheer, Sean Lewis, offensive coordinator for Colorado. All they did was just make adjustments. And all he did was find a way for Shador to get the ball to as many playmakers as any team in the Pac-12. When you look at playmakers top to bottom, USC we know is number one. I think Colorado's number two with playmakers with who they have, who Shador has to distribute the ball to, these guys are absolutely electric. And through his first two games, 903 yards passing, two games. And what they proves they could do, they could suit up and get in a street fight, which that game was early, and then the coaching staff can make the adjustments credit to Dion credit to prime credit to the Buffs for making the adjustments in the second half. They're now two and O they're going to continue to move up the rankings. They're going to continue to get national attention. And I'll say this for that administration out of the box, higher, like prime, you're thinking, well, how's this going to work? Whatever they're paying Dion, whatever they paid Dion, I forget the number right off the top of my head. I could probably use the Google machine, but I'm too tired to figure it out. Whatever they pay Dion, it is worth five times that through the first two and a half weeks of this season because they've been the big big noon kickoff two weeks in a row. The ratings for that are through the roof. They're undefeated. And now, three weeks into his tenure, they get college game day. And I believe big noon kickoff is going to be there again, even though the game's late on ESPN. But they're going to be there again. The marketing and attention this team is getting, you could argue this is one of the great program-boosting hires in college football history through the first two weeks of the season. Colorado was a doormat. They were 1-11 a year ago. They've already eclipsed their win total from last season. And now they've got momentum. Now they've got a head coach that has them 2-0, and they're getting the national attention in college football after texas upset alabama after notre dame goes on the road and absolutely pummels nc state after all of these teams georgia still undefeated sloppy yesterday but we didn't expect anything else lsu beat the hell out of or florida state rather beat the hell out of whoever they played ohio state messed around with youngstown state right now story in college football colorado and it's a fun one to watch cheers prime cheers the instagram videos that i'm going to go dive deep down today at some point i want to hear his pregame speech those are going to be must watch instagram each and every week and finally what did we learn well we learned don't leave a team behind what does that mean well oregon state and washington state are going to play pissed off the entire year and what Washington state did to Wisconsin last night on the Palouse Dickert and that team cheers to Washington state and the Cougars because those two schools, Oregon state and Washington state, they've been left behind pack 12 is now the pack two or the, the Tupac out on bail fresh a of jail, California dreaming. As soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing hoochie screaming. They're the Tupac, the Tupac and they're heard about it. They're angry about it. Well, what better way to stick it to every administrator and everybody that let that thing go south than to just keep winning football games? Cam Ward and that offense in year one, taking on Wisconsin and Luke Fickle, who, by the way, Wisconsin probably has more talent. They absolutely went in there and, and handled their business at home. And I love seeing it. I love the Pac-12 having a remarkable year. And so cheers to Washington State. Keep playing angry. Keep making a statement. Pac-12, keep having a great year because it's the last time we're going to see you. And week two answered a ton of questions for me. Here's what we know. Texas is legit. Consider them a college football playoff team. Notre Dame, kind of skirted around that. We didn't know much after Navy. We didn't know much after Tennessee State. We know now they have the pieces in place to muck up the college football playoff picture for the entire year. We know they are legit. We know Miami is building a foundation to be back. We know Texas A&M is going to have to have to answer a lot of questions now. We know Ole Miss who goes to 2 lane, comes back down from 17-7, outscores Tulane 30-7 from there on out to get the win for Lane Kiffin. Double-digit win on the road. We know that a lot of these teams who went on the road and had question marks are now ready to get into the back half of September, and it's going to be fun to watch, and it's going to be fun to talk about here on the ESPN College Football YouTube channel. And Sunday, bloody Sunday, cheers. We appreciate you. We love you.